Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I was in the living room and she didn't know it. She put something in the microwave and it started sparking. I saw like fire. Oh my God. I saw fire and I said, oh my God. This is the plaintiff, Andrea. She says she rented a room in the defendant's house and thought she would be trustworthy because she's a track and field Olympian. Boy, was she wrong. The woman ended up kicking her out. She refuses to return her security deposit. Now she's suing her for double in the amount of $2,500 because the woman's breaking the law. This is the defendant, Diane Dixon. She says she had an extra room in her house, so she rented it to the plaintiff. And she was the tenant from you know where. Luckily, she decided to move out. The woman defamed her on social media, and she's not paying this woman a penny. She's accused of lousy landlording. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,500 for defamation and libel. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Thank you. Okay, Ms. Andrea, you've asked us not to use your last name, so I'm going to call you Ms. Andrea. You are suing your former landlord, Ms. Dixon, for $2,500. Double your security deposit because it has not been returned to you. Tell me what happened. Oh, and you have a counterclaim against her for defamation. So let's hear from you first, Ms. Andrea. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I rented a room by Miss Diane, and uh, when I moved in, I was a bit skeptic because there was no lock on the door, but anyway, I still moved in. <laughs> it wasn't bad at first, but then based on our conversation, I realized that she goes into my room. I wasn't comfortable after a while, but I decided to stay because I know that I was waiting in an apartment because my friend, she has a two-story house, and she was waiting on the tenants for her to move out. So then I would get her apartment, which is a full apartment. But then when I gave her a full month's notice that I would, that I would be moving out on the 14th 
of the following month. And she was okay with that. But then, before the date came, when I was supposed to move out, she texted me and asked me, why didn't I tell her there's a hole in the roof, in the bathroom? In the ceiling? In the ceiling, yes. In the ceiling. Was there a hole in the ceiling? Eventually, yes. I realized that there is a hole in the ceiling. Why didn't you tell her that there was damage in the ceiling? It's not even a show, it's a bat. So I didn't really have any reason to look up. So when she asked me that, I said, why did you go in my room? And is this what we're talking about? Yes. It looks pretty bad, right? It and this is the kind of thing you have to tell your landlord because they have to repair it before it gets worse. That's why she's upset. You're upset that she knows about it because that means she walked into your room. And she's upset that you never informed her about it to begin with. So you tell her, how do you know that? Why are you in my room? And what does she say? She got upset about it and started, you know, calling me out a name and stuff like that. So what'd you do? Did you move out? What happened then? Well, she said I have to move ASAP. I must just leave now. So I decided that I'm not going to stay there because I didn't trust her anymore. So I started staying at my friend until the end of the month when I could actually move my stuff out. So she was there when I was moving out. And she was like, can you give me my keys? Can you give me my keys? She was like reaching over, trying to take the key off my keypad. So I'm saying that, what's, Diane, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? I'm going to give you your keys. Let me finish moving out my stuff, clean the, sweep the apartment out, and then I'll give you the key. She said, no, no, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So I swept it and I gave her a key and left the apartment. Okay. Then now, I, did you demand your security deposit back? Yes. And then what I did she tell you about security. that? First of all, she said she'll give it to me tomorrow. Tomorrow came, I heard nothing. So I texted her and asked her about it. And she was going back and forth to me, not telling me that she's going to take money out of it for cleaning, for a little fridge that was in the room that I broke, for a microwave that I broke, for a closet that I broke. So I texted her back and tell her that, first of all, I didn't do anything to the fridge. I came in one day, the fridge was just hot. I didn't touch it. I didn't do anything to like make it not work. The closet, one day I came in, my clothes was on the ground. And then the microwave, she said I brought the microwave. I had to ask her, is she crazy? So when you left, the microwave was working? Yes. All right, so you ask her to get your mm-hmm. deposit back, and what does she tell you? She's going to deduct $250 for damages and cleaning. And do you say, okay, fine, just give me the other 1000 No, I did not say that at first. I said I did not break none of the stuff you're talking about. Okay, that's if fine. Do, take, but does she say to you, I'm going to send you 1000 Yes, yeah, she did say that. All right, when did she say that? Sometime in November. And like, you moved out when? The 31st of uh, October. Okay, got it. So she tells you sometime in November that she's going to send the $1,000. Does she send it? No, she didn't send it. And then, and then she blocked me, so... I, when did she block you? She blocked me before she said she's going to send $1,000. She blocked, she blocked you that. before she said... Then how did she tell you she was going to send $1,000? The thing is that she can text me, but I cannot text her. Okay. So, Ms. Dixon, talk to me about the move out and when you saw that hole and that kind of thing. Let me hear from you on that. Okay. You have a... You got a photo of the mini fridge. It's brand new. It still has the plastic on there. The mini fridge was in there in January when she moved in. Right. Three or four months later, the fridge didn't work. And I said, well, what's going on? It just, it just conked out. If I put a new device in your room and when you leave, it's not working, 
you broke it. Well, how though? Maybe the thing just broke on its own. Like if you had bought it, It wouldn't you be saying, I want my money back on the fridge? You wouldn't, like, did she hit it? Did she... Did she run into it? Did she, like, in other words, the tenant has to have done something to be responsible for it. It isn't the way you're saying that just, hey, I gave it to you in working order, you got to give it back to me in working order because the tenant isn't responsible okay. for appliances. All right, go on. Okay. So then I subsequently told her I was going to deduct $1,000, and then she went on my Facebook account. Wait, no, back up, back up. Now you're going too fast. Hold on. So I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. You go into her while she's still living there. You go into the, to the room because you've got to re-rent it, and you discover that there's a hole in the ceiling in the bathroom, correct? Yeah, I had to rent the room, so I went to her room, went into the back bathroom, subsequently looked up and saw the hole in the wall. And I'm like, there's a hole in the ceiling. It's huge. It has to be fixed. She texted me. She said, um, I don't give a about no hole in the wall because I don't have to tell you anything. And that's where it got... That's oh, hold on, hold on. That I want to see. Hold on, hold on. I'm renting the room out, so let me know the days and times I can show it. That's at 2.19 p.m. on October 20th. And then I, I don't know the date of the next text, but it says there's a hole in the ceiling in the back of the bathroom. You that's did not tell later. me about why. There is a hole in my ceiling, and I have every right to inspect your room whether you like it or not. You have every right, but you're supposed to inform me. She is right about that. I don't owe you for rent. I guess you're trying to keep my deposit, hence your behavior. Girl, please, there's a hole in the ceiling in the back bathroom that you did not report, and I graciously told you to live out your deposit, and as it stands, you get no money back. As I'm deducting the microwave that you broke... Oh, by the way, what was wrong with the microwave, Ms. Dixon? I was in the living room, and she didn't know it. She put something in the microwave, and it started sparking. I saw, like, fire. Oh, my God. I saw fire, and I said, oh, my God. Is this a microwave that's in the common area? Yes, in the kind of kitchen. Okay. I'm a cancer survivor, so I don't really use the microwave. I even bought her plastic cover so she can cover her food when she used the microwave. So when I saw the sparks flying, I called her. I said, Angie, you said the, the microwave was working. She said, yeah. I said, well, do me a favor. Go turn it on right now. She said, no, I'm not turning on because you said it was broken. I said, yeah, but you told me you used it this morning for 30 seconds. And that was about... Okay, but how do you know she broke it? I was in the living room when she came in that morning and put something in the microwave, and I saw a spark. If you saw sparks, if that's truthful, the sentence you just said is truthful, why wouldn't you have walked right up to her to find out what was happening? Why would you wait and call her later at work? I didn't wait. When she closed the microwave, I was kind of surprised. Okay, Millie, I see you. I see you. I see you yeah. going with this. <laughs> I see you going because she, she would have denied it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to get into any conversation. Girl, you can take her. the deposit. So Let's just... look at her text. Girl, you can take the deposit because you're a thief. The stupid fridge I did not break. Your old microwave, you broke it. And your weak blank closet, I didn't break. You yourself said it broke some time ago before. I'm not responsible for looking in your ceiling and reporting blank. You're wrong about that. You're supposed to, you know, take care of someone else's property, especially if you don't want them going in there. You know, if there's a hole in the ceiling, you need to expl- you need to tell your quote, she's your landlord, and you need to tell her because she needs to tell the super in the building and get it fixed before it's an additional problem there. Tell me about the closet she broke. Oh my god, if you go into a closet, she had a thousand pounds of clothes in it. The whole closet fell down, and she said the super came in, everything is broken back in the closet. So he has to order all new pieces, and it won't be fixed until next week. The broken piece is on the laundry cart. Remind you, remind you now, she doesn't want me to go in her room. But when that closet broke, now I can go into her room, okay? Because she needed well, but it. But that makes sense. So but, you, but you have to understand. Hold on a second. You need no, to understand. that's fine. That's fine. Just I know, but let me say it anyway. No, wait, Ms. Dixon, <laughs> wait. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ms. Dixon, when you rent out the room... They do have an expectation of privacy, and you you are supposed right, to notify right. them 
24 hours at least in advance. You have the right to make sure your property is safe and your, your place is safe, right. but, but you also have to give them notice. So um, she's right. right and you're right. You get to go in there, but you don't get to go in there without giving her notice and letting her know you're going in there. And I told her when it's going to be fixed. Unless it's I an emergency. It the piece is cracked and cannot be fixed. He's the super. He knows that he can't put the cracked piece back up. He took the pieces and saw that it was cracked, so he had to order all new okay, pieces. Okay, so here's so my I... question. Did the super... Are you a renter as well, or are you? do you yeah, own... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I tip people when they do service in my apartment, I give them tips. Okay, so um, that's a good idea if you want them to come back. So did you... So are you saying that the, the, the building didn't charge for replacing the closet, but you tipped the super? Did not. He, I tipped him. How much did you tip him? $50. How do I know that? Well, I can get a receipt from him, but if you don't believe me, that's fine. I don't have to lie about 50 bucks, but I gave him $50. Okay, so let me ask you this then. So we've talked about the microwave, we've talked about the fridge, we've talked about the, the, closet, the closet. The whole. Is there any now other reason that you were withholding money from the security deposit? Okay. She goes on Facebook, Diane Dixon, I can't believe you are so desperate and hungry that you want to rent people your place and then steal their deposit. She goes on my public Facebook, Diane Dixon Foundation. She says, Diane Tell me Dixon about the Diane a, um, Dixon Foundation. I do programs for kids, youth um, K through 12 within the New York City Department of Education. Or I do it for CBEs or for private organizations. Um, I create educational programs, health and wellness. Um, I have a role model student achievement program. I have an eating and exercise. It's my lifestyle life program. I wrote a curriculum, Diane Dixon Sports Shops and Skills Development Curriculum. Okay, and I, 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 I know exactly who you are. I remember who you are. I would like you to tell the rest of us who you are and why you're qualified to do what you you just talked about. I'm a retired Olympic gold and silver medalist in track and field. I was the first American woman in 1991 to win a World Indoor Championships. In, 19, in 1991, I ran 50.64 in the 400 meters. It stood for 20 years. I'm part of the 1988 American Outdoor 4x400 meter relay in Seoul. I'm in the USA Track and Field Hall of Fame at the Armory. I can go on and on and on. You know, this whole thing to me is really upsetting. And my mom said, Ma, Diane, just give it $1,000. Because after a while, she said, you're going to get yourself upset. This girl's going on your public Facebook Profile saying, do not donate to Diane Dixon Foundation. She's a Well, floor. let's talk She's about that, because that's the basis of your counterclaim against her for $1,500. What exactly yeah, did well, she, she write on your foundation's uh, website? Diane Dixon is a fraud. She's a thief. Do not um, donate to her foundation. She asked me to donate it. She kept my money. She won't give back my deposit. I mean, it was so wrong. One of my board of directors reported her, so they took it down. So then she Do you have a picture of it? Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Diane Dixon is a thief for not paying me back my deposit and have me busy woman going to court. So now you're posting on my social media, really? I told you when I get a new roommate, I did tell her when I get a new roommate, I was going to give her her deposit minus 250 because I was working remotely and I had lost a few jobs because of COVID. That put a block in my program. I said, damage to my unit, closet, mini fridge, and scratches on my floor and cleaning. I need my 1250 or see your black Section 8. I don't live in no Section 8. I wish I did because I could pay only $200. All right, let me ask you something, Ms. Dixon. Let me ask you something. Did you ever send her a, a letter detailing why you were keeping any of the security deposit? In text messages. I texted her. Then I had to block her because she subsequently went back on Facebook. And one of my board of directors sent her a huge text message because she reported me. My but can I ask you, Ms. Andrea? Okay, Ms. Dixon, now let, I, I want the floor back with Ms. Andrea. No, I'm Ms. not Andrea. I got to say with my <laughs> No, no, I, no, right now you are done. Hold on one second. Ms. Andrea, I'm can done? I ask okay. you a question? Why didn't you just go to court and sue to get your deposit back instead of taking the rather uh, severe step of saying stuff about her on her charitable website? Um, calling her a thief and a liar and, you know, and, and, and your broke blank Section 8. Broke Section 8, yeah. Yeah, why, why would you do that on her charitable website? You know, there, you know, you can't just do whatever you want on, you know, like that's, that is the foundation's website. You don't have any business bringing your personal business into the foundation's website. Judge would... Millian? Yep. Judge Millian, she added, she, what, when she was reading, she was putting in things from the, the Good, then you show me what you wrote. Was... You show me what you wrote then. Do you have any other, uh, Ms. Dixon, do you have any other Facebook messages that she posted that... Um... Yes, I do. Oh. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, and this is Facebook. All my, all my people see this, and they're, they're calling me saying, what's going on with this chick? You have no character for holding on to my money and blocking my number. I blocked her number because I was getting panic attacks. This is not the place for that. I'm on the board of directors for the Diane Dixon Foundation, and I am appalled at you posting on her public foundation account to defame her in so many ways. You, you were reported, and that disparaging message was deleted. And as you know, you then sent multiple berating messages to our account. We have not reported these messages as we have documents to all of them. If you have a problem with Miss Dixon, then posting on her social media account for reporting her for a roommate dispute is unacceptable. We have blocked you from further messages on her Facebook public account and reporting your posting as you continue okay. to then send messages. You can stop now. Ms. Ms. Andrea, why did you make a decision to do that? Because I'm trying to call her and I'm blocked. So I'm not getting through Why to don't her. you just do when what mere mortals have to do, which is go to court and sue her and get your money back? I was trying to do that. But whenever I tried to get in touch with the court, they said they're only doing emergency cases, like if a landlord puts Right, you but that doesn't give you the right to defame out. someone on their charitable website and to, and to bring your personal business into that and say nobody donate to her and all that. That's not, that's not I okay. Say, I didn't say that. She made that up. I did not say that. Can I ask you, Ms. Andrea, you know, you, you understand that you were completely in the right until you did what you did. That's where the problem lies. Because I, I'm trying to get in touch with her and I can't get I know, but see, you money. think that if someone doesn't uh, allow you to get in touch with her to complain, that that gives you the right to defame them on, a, on, a, on, on the charitable website and say, call them a thief and a liar. And the, there's consequences for that. There's consequences for that.
And, and, it, and it's like a really bad thing, and I'm tired of watching it. People just destroy each other on social media and then say, oh, well, but that's my honest opinion. Yeah, but that's different than doing it. If you do that on her social media site, I don't really care. But if you do that on a, on a charitable website, that does bother me. And, you know, we have an issue where you're suing for double the amount of the security deposit. And the thing is, I, end, I kind of agree with you that she had no right to keep for the microwave or the fridge... Um, and that she, what she should have done... If you had just sued, done what you're supposed to do, which is just sued in court and I said, I want my deposit back, I want twelve fifty back, or, or I want double it, whatever, because she's not giving it back to me, you would win this case. But then you turn around and you, and you post this stuff on, on the website. The purpose of the website is to raise funds, and you're calling her a thief and a liar in a way that's going to affect the programs that she raises funds for. It's a wash now. I would have ordered her to pay you the $12.50, but it's at least $12.50 in damages what you ended up doing by posting that. So on your lawsuit against her and her lawsuit against you, the end result is that it's a wash. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So, in this war between a renter and her landlord, uh, it turns out to be a wash, a suit and a countersuit, because of the things she said on social media. Let's talk to her. Uh, Andrea, what do you think about what the judge just had to say to you? I have to say, I'm just hurt. You're hurt. Well, as the judge said, if you'd have just filed a lawsuit in court and not said all this stuff on social media, you would have won. All right, Ms. Dixon. Do you feel a little vindicated? You didn't win your, your countersuit, but uh, she didn't win against you either. So you're right where you start. Now, right? the thing about it is that I have to go into meetings with my board and talk yeah. about what she said about me. You know, and it's, the Facebook won't take it down. It's still up there. Well, I'm sorry about that. I guess you're just going to have to live with it. Not much, not much you can do now. <laughs> All right, well, Thank that'll you. wrap this case up. Mm -hmm. neither, one, neither one of you win, and uh, the case ends up right where you were in the very beginning. So that'll do it. Sorry about that. All right, Harvey, what, what do you think about this situation? So, Doug, the defendant ended up having to pay twice the damages for the security deposit that was withheld because that's the law in this particular state. You should know that there are a bunch of states that have these laws that say that if the landlord doesn't return the security within a certain period of time, usually it's 14 days, or doesn't itemize what's being withheld, they will be subject to not losing the security deposit, not having to repay it, but having to repay two or three times that amount. Where do you get your earrings? Are they yours? Uh, some of them are mine. Some of them are the shows. Uh, they Sometimes... We both lay claim to them. They're all costume jewelry. Wait, wait, wait. You mean those aren't copies that you wear out and then you keep the real ones in the vault, a no, bank vault? there's none of that. All insured by Lloyd's of no, London? No, no, because I live in perpetual fear of losing things because oh. I lose things all the time. So why set myself up? No. I, and, and you have been very generous. And many of the years that I've been on television, you've always said, don't you want diamond hoops? And, <laughs> and I'm like, no, then I'll lose them. And then I got to feel bad. You so know? who buys them, though? You buy them or the show buys them? Mostly they buy them. Sometimes I pick them out. You know, we've done a, a, a lot of different things throughout the years. Mostly I like to pick them out, though. Have you ever lost, like, a really nice pair Shut up. of earrings, a good piece of jewelry, and then it somehow got discovered and, and what? refound? Yes, this is why I don't have nice things, 
who found it for you? I lost a pair of, they weren't show earrings, they were real diamonds uh -huh. um, that you had given me for, I think our, I don't know what, our 10th anniversary or my something right. birthday, I, I don't know. I found one of them. Two years later. Right. Like I had lost one, we had replaced it, and then two years later, you looked down, where were you? Uh, I was in the driveway messing with my car, and the, in, in between some bricks, I saw this tiny little thing glistening down there. I reached in, I pulled it out, and I thought, this looks like something somebody got in a gumball machine at Kmart. So I, so I gave it to my daughter, Alex. I go, Alex, this is just costume jewelry, right? And she's like, I'm not so sure, and you she, took it. She said, those are mom's diamonds. That she, <laughs> <laughs> right, so we ended up salvaging kinda, that. It, was, it had been in there a long time. Oh, we had bright. been in there two years. Yeah, I had purchased years. the replacement two years earlier, right, so right. we literally drove over that for two years. Yeah. I don't know how it glistened all of a sudden. But there must have been a good it. rain. Yeah, right. they did. They saved it. Yeah. This is the plaintiff, Sean Hecker. He says he was hired by the defendant to do some construction work on his house, and the guy is out and out stiffing him. The defendant has some nerve hiring him to do all this work and then not paying him, and there's no way he's going to let him get away with it without a fight today in court. He's suing for the $1,912.93 he says he's owed. This is the defendant, Mitch Firestone. He says he agreed to pay the plaintiff when the job was complete, but he started asking to be paid before he was finished, and he didn't think he'd complete the job if he did. The guy still has a few things left to do at his house, and once he does it to his satisfaction, he'll happily pay him. He's accused of refusing to pay up. All parties, please get your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff says he did a lot of construction work for the defendant working on his bathroom, and the guy is stiffing him. But the defendant says the guy was unprofessional, never completed the job, so yeah, he's not paying. It's the case of I'll sink you. Thank you, Douglas. All right, Mr. Hecker of Hecker Home Solutions, you are suing your client, Mr. Firestone, for $1,912.93 that you say he owes you and refuses to pay you. Tell me what happened. Um, I started doing work on his house back in October, October 9th. And um, by about 11.9, I had finished everything except for a transition piece that had to be put in between the two rooms. I have a question the, for you. Did you have be, a contract, yes. a written contract with him? Yes. Okay. So you actually, I love when I see this, you actually literally put each amount for each thing instead of lumping it up and then I got to figure out stuff. So you put the amount for each thing and then he signs it. And this is your agreement with him, right, Mr. Firestone? It is an agreement, but he added after I signed it. So he added yes. what? He added where on the bottom, for example, $180 for installation of appliances. He added that 8.4% went with his deductions. He added all those things on the right side where he minus. The oh, yeah, minus that's the that. extra work orders that you, you ordered extra work. And so he wrote those down afterwards. I get it. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So what ends up happening? You work there for a month and then you're done. But you know what? I Can I see? Does your contract have like when the payments are made? No. I told him he could pay me when the work was done. Why? Originally. Why? 
<laughs> right now, I'm I'm really. Is that how you point. normally do business? Yes, I've I've been doing this for just a couple of years, and I've never had a problem getting paid. But uh, my wife has told me uh, after this situation that you know you should start taking the deposit. And, yeah, what what I normally you know. see in these kinds of cases is a third up front, a third you know when I do the blah blah blah. Don't say halfway. Because everybody then argues about what halfway. Don't give wiggle room. Say a third when I do the blah, 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 and a third when I'm done. And everybody, every homeowner feels safe, and you feel safe, and nobody's out too much money. But just waiting until the end, look at you now. Um, So you finished the work except for what you were about to tell me? uh, Except for the transition piece that had to go between... I guess you would call it dining room and exercise room. Is that in the original estimate? Yes. What number is it? Uh, number nine. And um, are all these estimates just for labor, like he was providing all the, all the products? Yes, it was just for labor. Okay. So it's time for the transition piece, and what happens? The last day that I worked there, I finished doing the trim work, and... I told them, well, while I'm at the store getting the trim work and everything, I'll see if they have the transition piece. I was doubtful because it's it was nine foot long that I needed, and I wasn't sure that the stores would have it. So I went to the uh, Lowe's and Home Depot, and um, all they had was eight foot. So I went back to Mr. Firestone, and I told him that he's going to have to have it custom made. And did he? Uh, he said he did. But the piece that he got for that, he didn't like. So I was going to come the next day to put it in. So I said, well, I can give you a little more time and just uh, let me know when you get the piece. So does he let you know? No. So how much Um, time passes? Because now he owes you, this is the last, according to you, this is the last thing you have to do. And now it's time for him to finally pay you for all the work. And he's dragging his feet on getting the product that is the last thing you need to do. So how long are you waiting for him to get that transition piece? Um, After not hearing from him, I texted him on the 23rd of November. So it was almost two weeks later. Okay, And And, and, and what happens? He told me that he was busy working on his house and he didn't get to it. Okay. So I told him that he still needed to get the piece and I mean, do you talk turkey and tell him, listen, you're holding me up. I did all this work and I'm not getting paid. And, you know, now all of a sudden you're on slow-mo, uh, right. right? And when it's time for you to get paid. So, Mr. Firestone, what gives? Okay. Totally out of content. He's, if, if I may say, he's lying or fibbing to you 100%. I have no problem paying him. Paying him. I have never had a problem paying him. I've always paid for whatever he's done on right then and there, so we were both on the same playing field. He told me he was going to get that threshold because he's the professional. He knew what he needed. Great. Everything other than that, I had provided for him. So he went to the, as he turned it around, he went to the Home Depot and Lowe's, and then little bit, little bit known to him, he didn't have the right size. He couldn't get it. So then he then puts it back on me, and I said, I'll try to do my best. I'll go out and look. I went to Avalon Flooring. I went to this flooring, blah, 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 and I couldn't get that piece either. And if you look at, we have text messages back and forth. He then provided me with a place to get it because he's the professional. I went, no problem. I went there, ordered it, waited for it, got it. Okay. If I may backtrack a little bit because he's not done my house. 
And that one piece that he has to do is a lie. Because if you look at all these things and all the little comments to the right, he has another bathroom to finish. What say you about that, Mr. Hecker? He says you had a whole other bathroom to do. After I finished the first bathroom, he told me that there's no need to do the other bathroom because he's going to do something different with that. He said he was going to get it, maybe gut it out. He might take the tub out. He's going to do a little more than I'm capable of doing because I work by myself. So I don't do big remodeling jobs like that where you got to take walls So out what was it you like were that. supposed to do in that second bathroom had he not changed his mind? You were supposed to do what? I was supposed to put another medicine cabinet in, take out the old one. I was supposed to put in a spigot in the sink uh, and change some switches. So I ask you, Mr. Firestone, is he making that up? Or did you, in no. fact, change your mind about which direction you wanted to go on no. the other bathroom? No, no, I did say to him that I'm going to make my, I asked him, are you capable of making my shower bigger? He goes, no, that's out of my realm. I went, I appreciate your honesty, not a problem. I said, do you know how to do this tile work? Asking him when we were negotiating, he says, no, that's out of my realm. I'm like, okay, thank you for being honest. Here's what we'll stick to. What I did say to him when he was doing the second medicine cabinet, I didn't want him to put, because he doesn't have the medicine cabinet, I didn't want him to do the faucets because, until the medicine cabinet's there. We know what height to put. What do you the mean medicine the second cabinet medicine in. cabinet in the first bathroom? He put one in my mother's bathroom. Okay. And if you look at item number three, two medicine cabinets. Okay, he did one. And I saw how he did the work, and I kind of was coaching him along a little bit, not a lot. He knew what he was doing. I just said, make sure you make it high enough. Oh, okay, great. And then in my bathroom, which was the other one, he never finished, and that's what I'm saying Well, he never started, you're saying. He didn't start it because... Right, and he says that he didn't because he took that bathroom off because you said to take it off because you... That didn't happen. No, no. Why he's saying this is because if you look at the price of it, he would be spending too much time here. He did every high-ticket price in my house. When it came to a $180 medicine cabinet, which he underbilled because he's going, wow, this is taking me longer than I thought, he doesn't want to do it now. How do you know any of this stuff you're saying? Because I watch him. I see it. You're guessing it. it. No, he spent a whole day in that bathroom doing the medicine cabinet. Did he say something to you? Did he complain about that? Yeah, he, the whole time he was complaining. He was this. I, I got to take this out. I got to come right. back again. I got Mr. Hacker. Do this. you have uh, any evidence that it's Mr. Firestone who uh, changed the contract and said, "Forget it on the second bathroom"? No, it was just the verbal. Do you got, uh, verbal were there any agreement. texts between you guys? I'm looking at a text. Take a look at this on 12:15, where you answer him because he's kind of edgy that it's been weeks and weeks and weeks, and he's not getting paid for work he did. A while back, already in October, it's now December. I'm getting the threshold now. You say, I'm driving over to see if he can make it. I'm also going to have you just put the medicine cabinet up like we agreed in my bathroom, like you did in my mother's bathroom. To which he responds, you said after the threshold pieces are installed, I'm finished. We agreed to remove the other bathroom work weeks ago. I offered you three days that I had free up in my schedule already, and you didn't even respond. 
I can finish what you stated was needed to complete my work and nothing else at this time. I have too many pending work commitments scheduled right now. And you respond, sorry, but I was available, the, I guess you meant unavailable, those other days. And decided that you can finish my bathroom vanity now in after you broke first one. Now Correct. that it's As in, said, I'll work around your schedule. So that sounds like you did exclude the job in the bathroom and he gave you no, credit it's, it's, for that. And then you changed your mind when it's time to pay him. And now you want to put that job back and you don't want to no. give him a chance to say, no, I don't want to do it. Mr. Firestone, the guy spent a month working in your house and it's he been two, three months that you haven't paid he him. No, Your Honor, he wasn't here every day. He was doing other jobs and coming back doing piecework here. Mr. Hacker, what work did you do in the house? What work did you complete? Okay, the list of things that I completed. I um, installed the vinyl plank flooring in the one room in the third floor, uh, installed baseboard and shoe, uh, removed small recessed cabinet, took out the old mess cabinet, did all that. I installed the large cap medicine cabinet in the second bathroom. I did the bathroom sink faucet. I did three switches and an outlet. I installed a vanity light. I installed blinds in the first floor front window. I installed a wine rack. Plus I did additional work. I'm now. done, now gentlemen, I'm done. All right, so you're owed a certain amount, but you deducted, if it, from your lawsuit, you deducted the, uh, what you, um, what the threshold was, what you were gonna bill for the threshold, correct? Yes. And it's the yes. exact amount that's on the contract because you've waited months. No, and he had a tax right. on it now. Now he had a tax on it. As when opposed to what? <laughs> well, when we agreed on it, it was $2,500 even, even. Now he's adding tax into it. Well, of course he's adding tax. Uh, Everybody pays tax, right? Right. Well, when I agree to make a, a price with him and he says it's twenty nine ten, and then I say I'll give you 2500 cash, he says okay. Okay. And so you really wanted to be more. able to cheat the tax man, and then I'm not you didn't. Anybody. I'm just agreeing. And now then you didn't, and then you didn't pay him. So now he sues you, but you don't think he should be able to collect tax? No. No. I'm, I'm finding in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of one thousand nine hundred and twelve dollars and ninety three cents. I I don't think I've ever seen a case like this where the construction worker says, I'm not going to take any money until the job is fully done. It's almost the flip where the customer, the homeowner, pays in full before the job is done. That's a really bad idea, and it's also a really bad idea for the construction worker not to take any money for this very reason. What both sides should agree on, I think, is around half. You pay half up front and half when it's done, or a third and a third, you know, figure it out. But this was kind of ridiculous. What makes you most nervous? Oof, what makes me most nervous? I would say the number one fear of everyone is public speaking. That doesn't make me nervous. Going to the dentist <laughs> always makes me a little nervous. And I, I always have to kind of try to push it out of my mind and try to, you know, forget about it and just figure, hey, maybe it's going to hurt, maybe it's not going to hurt, but you know, you're just going to have to go do it. So <laughs> I just go do it. What makes you nervous? I, I have an irrational fear that something horrible is about to happen. Ah, yes.
Yes, yes and, uh, that's and, true. And, um, and, and usually it involves the safety of my children. And then right. if all of a sudden I decide, because everybody's, every, I, I, since I pay for all the phones, everybody mm-hmm. is on, you know, I can just do find my iPhone and see where everyone right. is. Right. And if they're not in their dorm, if they're not in their apartment, and, and I've woken up at three in the morning, I immediately start imagining that they're dead in a ditch or something. You do. And I, I always yeah. tell you, look, we have so many things to worry about day to day that really, that we do have control over, that you right. can't worry about the things that you have no control well, over. Well, I know it's irrational, but I just, right. I am happiest when I have my husband and my three children on a couch packed like cats. And I know everybody's safe right that second. That's, you know, and it's hard to live like this. And your dog. Oh, and my dog. Well, I'm never without my dog. Yeah, she's always stuck to you like that. <laughs>